0: Hello, everybody. It's that time again this week. I'm Alex McKeldin.
1: Hello, your full government name?
0: Government name. And I'm here with the talented and very intelligent Angie. We are going to be talking about our top 10 albums of all time. We've been talking about social issues and Mm -hmm. really heavy subject matter. So we thought this time let's do, make it a little light Mm -hmm. and uh, do something fun.
1: Yes. And we both, you know, love music. I think music's a pretty big part of most people's lives. I don't know too many people who don't listen to music. Like most people I know have music playing on all the time. They could be doing anything listening to music. It's a big part of people's lives. Um, But yeah, like Alex said, I think, you know, we already pretty much established where we stand on, you know, a social level, like the things that we believe in and the things that we are trying to build and fight for and, and, you know, the type of people we are our character like I think we've established that so we can now move on to just whatever the fuck we want to talk about (laughs) right right
0: right.
2: because it doesn't
0: always have to be so serious you know what I'm saying like as much as we are socially conscious we do like music that everybody else likes contemporary old school whatever and I also think it gives you diversity as a person. Yeah. I think a lot about you know the music that you listen to or the artist that you like says a lot about you. Exactly. If you're listening to Takashi69, uh
1: leap <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and giving that person any type of
0: All I can say is if you listen to to Takashi69, please don't do any crimes with anybody because they're going to look at you as the first one
1: to talk. (laughs) Advice from Alex. Friday night. (laughs) So Uh, um, so
0: look at us saying stuff at the same time. We're so synchronized. How about you give your list of albums or songs that are honorable mentions because just to inform the audience me and angie have made a list of albums that we truly love and kind of represented a segment of our lives whether that be childhood or adulthood or high school years but we've come up with a, a list that best describes what we were listening to when best describes moments in our lives. So, Angie, go ahead and start us off and let us know a couple of albums, even if they're off the top of your head, just that didn't make it, but that you love.
1: I'm weak because you are just such a Virgo, a Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) You had to say, we made a list. (laughs) I had to describe it because people are going to be like, what this? talk about albums like top 10 albums that we love or music or like artists right right or either, either or that's what we're going to be talking about um but yeah we we have a list where we're, <laughs> we're but I can't do honorable mentions because I didn't put my list in like a this is my favorite album and then you know going from there I I can't choose a favorite so I just went based on like the stage of the, my life I was in right so I'm starting from my childhood what I was listening to and going up to now.
0: Okay so let's let go ahead and start the list off because I'll, I'll get into my honorable mentions later but okay. go ahead.
1: So first off I'm I'm Mexican Mexicana so I actually
2: yeah
1: <laughs> have, I have Um, so we, I actually grew up in Mexico, like, you know, my parents, my whole family, they pretty much just spoke Spanish, like my dad, you know, he's the one who migrated over here, I'm gonna say. So, you know, before that, all the family was in Mexico. So, grew up listening to Spanish music. Um, You know, we heard everything from Vicente Fernandez to Juan Gabriel, to Ana Bárbara, to fucking Rocio Durcal, to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mariachi, rancheras, cumbia, like all of it. So, the first artist that I remember listening to my dad was in love with her. <laughs> Selena. <laughs> yes, Selena. Selena,
0: anything Selena. for Selena.
1: Yeah, and I'm actually wearing her shirt. Alex and I are dressed for the for the theme. He's wearing Aaliyah,
0: and Angie's rocking Miss Selena.
1: Yes, um, but yeah, that was the first album that I remember like really listening to. You know, I was. How old were you? I, I remember for like just knowing who she was and like her music always playing, mm-hmm. and then um, that was when her Amor Prohibido album came out. Like she mm-hmm. had, you know, all the songs were on there: Bidi Bidi Bam Bam, the El Apartamento, Cinco Doses, Una Vez, like all those. So I remember like hearing it, but then when I really like started listening to it, I was like five six. Um, Yeah, six. Because by that time we were already back. I was born in the U.S. By the way, (laughs) not that I have to
2: say that. that.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I'm like, I didn't come here illegally. Um, and that's no shade to the people that do. Like, fucking, I don't think that should even be a thing. Obviously, right. Um, but yeah. So when I was gonna start first grade, I ended up moving back to California with my dad. So then by that time he was driving like this Jetta and I remember I had a sunroof and I felt like the shit in that car. <laughs> he always <laughs> had he always had a Selena tape in there every time we went somewhere. So then I just started to like love being in cars and like listening Aww. to music. Like that was, you know, the thing to do with my dad. And that's when I like really started listening to it. So yeah, I was like six by then. That's when, like, her English album had come out already. She was already had been right because her first couple of albums ready. were in Spanish, right? Yeah,
0: exclusively.
1: Yeah, her and first then she one, crossed first, over. Yeah, I think her first one was in like 1989. That was like her self-titled one, and then yeah. the I think Amor Prohibido in 1994 was like the last Spanish one i'm but well,
0: wasn't it like originally her her first album was was it just her by herself or was it uh and los what is it y los dinos
1: los dinos her first one the one self-titled uh-huh that was her and los dinos
0: oh it was was los dinos on ever on her title it was it was it ever selena and
1: i don't think it was no it was just selena because oh, okay said like you know, the other way was too long. Like who would buy all who would like want to be a fan like Selena Angels I, I don't know. All
0: right. And I'm very familiar, folks, with Selena. Uh my wife is of Mexican descent. She's born in Mexico.
1: So well, she gave
0: me the she gave me the history lesson. Yes. Selena. Like I knew about Selena. i seen the movie and all that kind of stuff, but she hit me. Like she broke it down
1: i looked that up and well spotify is giving them correct like it doesn't say on the album or the artist but under the song it says y los dinos
0: y los dinos right
1: yeah so <laughs> all right all right who is your top one Let, let's keep it going we
0: can all play. right so my person that i picked or actually that i picked as a child growing up i was heavily exposed to hip-hop like that's always been my thing it's been oldies and hip-hop uh, uh fortunate for Angie she had a upbringing where it was bilingual as far as the music she, she listened listen to English music listen to Spanish music the only Spanish music that I ever heard in my house was Gloria Stefan. Hey, like <laughs> yeah so like that was my mom's go-to when she was feeling Latin you know she throw on the Gloria Estefan or in the Miami sound machine but but yeah that brother there there was a specific time where I learned about the female anatomy and it's crazy how I'm gonna break this down and explain this you know her private parts are is where you would put your finger in the disc and I remember vividly I remember being like man like whose album was that that was Outcast. Yeah. That was Outcast. That was, I think, their first or second album. But my pick is Outcast and their specific album, Equimini. This album is one of the albums that I saved up money to by mowing lawns and saving cans and crushing them and recycling them to get my little tin. $14 so I can go to the warehouse and buy whatever album was out at the time and my brother he had the CD and I remember loving the single off the album so I went and bought it hmm. and me being from the west coast but my family's from the south my people my grandma's people my dad or, uh, my dad's people they're from uh Chattanooga Tennessee
2: hmm.
0: and everybody who's black alabama arkansas your, your folks is somewhere from there mm-hmm. and music from that region has a certain sound and i think it resonates with all black people that sound whether it be the church whether it be the big bands the battle of the bands they have the black colleges and the halftime show be more cracking than the football game
2: mm-hmm. the football
0: game's cool but we came to see the bands and hear them play maze and shit like that and to me that's what this album aclimini really embodies is that black southernness that heritage and of course they have um what what are those boys names on the production organized noise organized noise is the production team who's done most of outcasts albums and of course in this album to me they're really in their bag because i mean the horns the the, the transitions and the music even big boy and andre 3000's cadences when they rap in this album like shit is just on point point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and some of the songs that they have and the shit that they say forever in this day resonates with me in America one of them is Aquarius the other one's Gemini so they put together the names Mm -hmm. but it's just shit like that that I hear on this album and it's just amazing I think lyrically Andre 3000 on this specific album went fucking insane like he he's always been dope but I really think he was on his shit heroes eventually die horoscopes often lie and sometimes why nothing is for sure nothing is forever but until they close the curtain it's him and i quim and i on equipment so as far as my pick my first pick gotta go with outcast big boy andre Two Thousand, the dungeon family yeah hey
1: (laughs) all right all right
0: so what is your next pick ma'am
1: so i realized i lied i do have some honorable mentions (laughs) I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah I mean next up for me in the music industry was and you see I had a very like I had a great fucking childhood to be honest mm-hmm. Atlanta despite all the crazy shit I had to go through and you know things that I always questioned like my childhood was lit I had my fucking cousins all around me and we used to just fucking play and like have fun like Mm -hmm. we had to hang out together and fucking rollerblade and fuck around with the grocery carts that people would leave in the alley behind the apartments where we lived (laughs) like we'd go to the park and we'd play baseball and we were just always together having a good time like it, it was a good fucking time so I didn't really listen to music much like other than what my family would play when they were fucking making carne asada or ceviche and getting drunk like you know right this was fucking playing like I was being a fucking kid so then I didn't really start listening to music until we moved like my dad moved us to Stockton Mm -hmm. and that's how to find something to do like I didn't have people to fucking talk to or hang out with anymore um, music,
2: if that's
1: yeah. where it came in. <laughs> music, I'm like, oh, all right, like, they're saying some words, like, I relate to some of it, like, I like some of it, music, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, So then I got into, like, my pop stage, and that's my honorable mention. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, the Britney Spears, the Christina Galera, those were the first CDs that I bought, and I would put them in my fucking <laughs> little Walkman. <laughs> And listen to it everywhere. We were in the car when we were like, that was just my shit. But yeah, you know, Christina Aguilera was cool because she was also then I was like a
0: In Sync, Backstreet Boys.
1: Oh, I was In Sync. You had to be either or, back. What then. about
0: 98 Degrees?
1: Oh, I I fucked with them. Yes, <laughs> yes, Mexican.
0: Especially in the era that me and Angie grew up, it was like the '90s. So they had shows like TRL right where they would show the top 10 list and I think that's how a lot of people got diversified in their taste of music because a group that I remember that set off the whole boy band thing I don't know if you remember these cats do you remember Hanson no hey you read somebody this the other day this is how like these three white boys I they had like a couple of album songs but i remember when i first started watching trl which is probably around like 97 98 somewhere around there i
1: didn't watch trl until i was like probably 12 or something okay yeah yeah we didn't even really watch tv like we would always fucking be played like i'm telling you it was like
0: yeah i don't know i can't even tell you i went from nickelodeon to mtv (laughs) (laughs) But I, that's but what where I, they were lit. Yeah, they were lit. They were like the first boy band looking I up. remember. But it was three white boys. <laughs> Ew, and every, all, oh, man, everybody loved them cats.
2: I'm weak.
0: Angie's looking up who <laughs> Hanson is right now.
2: I'm weak.
0: <laughs> but before NSYNC, before Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, Brittany Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson. It was them all, it was them. I remember they were like the catalyst that set the whole boy band thing off.
1: Yeah, man. Boy bands were the shit for a while. But no, l- let me get into my number two then. Mm-hmm. Enough of the boy.
2: <laughs> that
1: was an embarrassing time for us. No,
0: nah, we all went through it. Like, I mean, I didn't necessarily like boy bands, but
1: Oh yeah, you were doing some moves up in your room.
0: Oh, nah man. I was I think at that time I was probably on that like Eminem train
1: oh he was such a boy band hater right
0: that's what I was on right you
1: it. were like I was a boy band
0: yeah Marshall Mathers LP that's what I was listening. Oh,
1: to. man he was so wild no my third one I guess these are other honorable mentions because it was just you know this was during the time where you're just listening to like for me it was I was just listening to what was on the radio
2: like mm-hmm. I didn't
1: know no better. I was just <laughs> like, okay, this is plain. Like, yeah, right cool. so other honorable mentions were Ja Rule Ashanti.
0: Ja rule. But
1: the whole murder inc
0: <laughs> Murder, murder ink. <laughs>
1: yes, man. They were my shit during like middle school.
0: Rule three one six was pretty cool. Th- yeah, th- yeah. Um some respect. Then, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm I'm butchering Ja Rule's album names. Who
1: the fuck cares with Ja Rule 6?
0: <laughs> <laughs> At a time
2: like this.
1: <laughs> no, oh. yeah, Rule 336 was like my shit. Pain is Love was my shit. Pain is Love, and right. What else? And then even The Last Temptation, like I loved that one. I think it was after that one I just kind of stopped.
0: Stopped. Yeah
1: but yeah even you know ashanti just for her it was just her first album but that was like everyone was fucking baby, ooh, baby. right that fucking song <laughs> literally just says baby the whole time like hey oh, if i knew God. i could get rich from saying oh
0: baby ooh, baby just in a harmonic voice <laughs> like,
2: I'd
1: yeah. have done that shit. right me and my yeah john ja rule i don't talking about that though like know, it's been a while but we always like every time that song comes up we're just like this bitch really says baby <laughs> like, this
0: like 500 shit. times <laughs> Dude, fucking love this song, like. but it works
1: right <laughs> yeah but no they were lit for a while man yeah
0: lit. murder murder ink the ink and that's what they changed it to they took right. the murder off after and then it was, whole... it was just the ink
1: yeah after all the drama but yeah, I guess go ahead and, or should I mention an actual one, or do you want to do honorables?
0: Well, I'll, I'll do honorables. All right. So, honorables for me, ludicrous word of mouth. That was the second LP. Um, pretty I
1: shit too.
0: Yeah, area codes. I roll out. Yeah. Um, Saturday move, bitch, get out the way was on that album, and. Shout out to Margie Cook, who for my birthday bought me that album. (laughs) Uh, Hey, I remember that was the first copy of that album I ever got. Then we got Big Crit. Crit was here. That's more of a mixtape. I used to do production with my younger cousin and he put me on to Crit. And I remember I used to hear his music and be like, yo, who the fuck is that? (laughs) Like, dude is crazy. To me, he's an embodiment of like a Southern rapper. He is 8-balling MJG, Outcast, UGK, all put into one dude. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally, like, Big Crit. And the man, I remember specifically when the man grabbed my attention because there was a song called They Got Us All Fucked Up. And in the song, he says a line where he said, talking about his friend and how he's going through it, and he said, he looked at me with so much pain in my eyes like he didn't know being black and poor came with a price. And when he set that bar, I was like, ooh, this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh so that Crit is on my list. 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die trying. And the reason why I didn't put 50 on my list, man, it's not because he was anti-Murder that Fucking Angie hates that cat. Fucking killed her man's career and whatnot. But the reason why I didn't put 50 on my list Is because I felt like that album, literally anybody could have got on any of those songs and made them a hit. Because the production in that album, it's Dr. Dre and his fucking prime. Like, that was when Dre was the hottest shit. I mean, Dre still is pretty hot, but, like, Mm -hmm. that's when Dre was, like, like, fucking Super Saiyan mode. Mm -hmm. and if you listen to the beats like you can literally listen to that album and just listen to the instrumentals and the instrumentals themselves will entertain you so
1: i can't lie that album (laughs) (laughs)
0: it it is it's a good album but i mean the production if i can't in the club 21 questions what up gangster i got mob deep the infamous um it's the album with shook one survival of the fittest I got Little Wayne, out of all the Carters, I like the Carter Four, that's my favorite. That's a good one. I like the, the theme in the Carter Four specifically, because in the intro, it's the same beat. It's like, a, there's an intro, an interlude, and an outro. Mm-hmm. And in all three of them, they all use the same beat. But the thing that makes that fucking genius is the intro, it's Wayne. In the interlude, it's Andre 3000 and Tech Nine rhyming on the same beat. And on the outro is like Nas, Bun B and like Buster Rhymes and crazy. Mm-hmm. But the Carter Ford, that was a good album. Me and Angie were talking about this nigga the other day and saying how great of an album this was. Schoolboy Q, blank face.
1: Yes.
0: Blank Face is a really To me, that's Schoolboy Q's One of his best albums I mean, all those songs The production is just fucking bananas But I did, that's why Too Short, I'm a Bay Cat I'm from Vallejo, California So I couldn't choose between The two albums So I put Get In Where You Fit In Which is one of Too Short's early 90s albums And Life is Too Short get in where you fit in has i'm a player has blowjob betty life is too short has oakland i ain't tripping cuss words then i have scarface the fix um (laughs) yeah and then um last one i'm gonna for honorable mentions um let me let me mention too marshall mathers lp eminem because that was that was like a point in time that was crazy Mm -hmm. like I've I I mean I've been shocked before but legendary legendary but like when I was a kid I used to be able to listen to that song Kim where he talks about killing his wife Mm -hmm. and I'd be like oh you know like whatever now I can't listen to that shit that shit is cringy that's mm, mm, didn't age well
1: that's you know what i'm saying with some songs yeah yeah
0: and then the last one that i am going like after this no more honorable mentions yg hey
1: My- yg 400
0: 400 and it's funny too because again me and angie have talked about this while not on the podcast but yg nobody really expected anything out of yg this is the same nigga that made tobit and Boot It. so nobody really <laughs> thought like This dude was super lyrical, or I mean, tooted and Booted" to me is like one of the fucking stupidest songs, (laughs) like ever. Like that shit is trash.
1: No, yeah, that's
0: (laughs) that's not number one. It's number two.
1: other ridiculous songs back in the day
2: right right
1: There's another one that was just hella out of pocket and i'm like why the fuck were like my cousins listening to this shit in front of me
0: yeah but my crazy life really impressed me because i wasn't expecting that from yg at all yeah,
1: i wasn't expecting
0: so that shit when you know
1: can't even so motherfucking that
0: and then, uh, the
2: <laughs> yeah
1: man and then, yeah that is a good i remember i was in vegas visiting um and one of her friends um carrie was like obsessed with yg
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she just kept wanting to like we were like oh you know what should we listen to and she just kept saying yg yg and we're <laughs> like, we don't want to listen to YG, yg like and then she just now no, like his new album i swear is hella good and like so we're like fine fuck it carrie put yg on and we were, yeah, we were like, oh, shit. This oh, shit. is so good. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? the I mean, listen to nothing but that CD the rest of that, like, time that swear. I was there
0: for? <laughs> well, I think everybody, everybody had that reaction. I swear to God. Everybody who listened to that album, they were like, oh, shit.
2: Yeah.
0: This nigga awesome shit. Like, oh, okay. Like. We didn't yes.
1: know. We knew the words by the end of the trip. Man, by
0: the time you got to <laughs> Vegas, y'all, right? Bick and Bat, being and Pool. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right. So those are my honorable mentions. Go ahead and go into your real list now.
1: My real list. Dang. All right. Um, two together because fabulous. Lo- mm. Hello. Hello.
0: This the soul tapes
1: yes i well i i love i started loving fabulous um music i don't know him (laughs) when fucking loso's way dropped loso's way is a motherfucking classic it is i said what i said it is man that album just like captivated me and just the way that he like he tells stories in his songs, like and just yes. like his little wordplay. Like I just I love how he raps. Like I fucking love it. Loso's way is my shit. If you play any song from there at any time, I'm gonna start fucking rapping. <laughs> like I turn into a rapper.
0: <laughs> is Loso's way the one with breathe? No. Is Loso's way the one with uh, Brooklyn?
1: No, you're thinking way before Loso's way. Loso's way came out in 2009.
0: See, now you're gonna make me like look it up.
1: I'm gonna tell (laughs) you what songs are on there. It's the one. It's like mimicking Carlito's way. Oh, that's the one with "I'ma do it." Yes, I'ma do it. Yeah, yeah. Throw it in the bag. Bag case. Uh, uh-huh. love neo was on there neo was hot for a minute too um last time just everything on this oh my i miss my love if you don't like i miss my love i can't with you.
0: yeah yeah um i like the fabulous ryan leslie
1: yeah everything leslie every song on awesome. here like i can fucking i don't skip anything on that album
2: yeah but
1: yeah it's just you know it's kind of like a A story it's because you know he's basing it off the movie Carlito's Way so it's his story like Lewis's Way it's just fucking dope the concept everything
0: right and that's the thing that Angie's saying the theme I love albums that have themes like shit is so dope when like it revolves around a central idea
1: yes but yeah that was the first that's what like got my attention from him Mm -hmm. I was like all right and then you know there was a time in high school like everything, it was mixtape era, like everyone was like mixtapes, so then his soul tape mixtapes came out, um, the first one in 2011, and that one was fucking good too, just, you know, he went from, like, rapping a beat-ass shit to, like, giving fucking advice, like, dropping real ass, like, bars, like, you know, it was just,
0: game, yes,
1: free game, here you go, um, But soul tape's got to be soul tape too. That soul Mm -hmm. tape, just like, I don't know, there's a place in my soul for that shit. (laughs) Like, no pun. Was it love
0: at first hearing?
1: Yes, that I I was in college and I was just fucking going through it, and that shit was like so motivational. (laughs) Mm -hmm. fuck, I would listen to that shit every fucking day on my way to Davis, like and that? <laughs>
2: yes
0: that's dope, that's yeah. dope F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S yeah, I met
1: him <laughs> once, I went to one of those fucking signings
0: oh nice, did you get anything signed
1: by him? yeah, like a poster and then
0: you and still have to
1: it? to the concert after, yeah that's dope yeah, we were fucking front row, of course. I was like, "Let's go, we're gonna be up in the front." <laughs> and then he actually ended up like grabbing my hand while he was singing. "So into you," I oh, was that's like, Damn, oh <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, funny. that's yes.
2: hella cool."
1: It was, yeah.
0: Angie singing the hook.
1: <laughs> right, I was. Just, I didn't even. Oh
2: really like
1: what you <laughs> yeah dope. So, yeah those those are definitely forever in my like top five like i don't yeah
2: care. So
0: <laughs> when that nigga grab your hand and sing to you like shit yeah. <laughs> all right is it on me
1: yep your turn
0: all right so the next one i gotta go with i gotta go with the south again and this guy, man, he was the start of a whole regime. Um, niggas wear bandanas again after pot, but specifically the camouflage bandanas. And he was the first dude in my memory, or the he was part of the first click that I seen like gold teeth, like grills. And this is after Master P and the no limit thing. I got to go with Juvenile, 400 Degrees.
1: Yeah. Manny
0: Fresh showed his ass on the production in that fucking album. And a lot of people obviously remember it for Back That Ass Up, which is, I mean, should be in the American Music Museum. Because, I mean, it doesn't matter how old you are. I remember my mom hearing that song, and she didn't like rap at the time. But she was like, man... That's dirty what they say, but I don't like that song though. That- <laughs> Stop. Right. She, she, but she she knew. Right. It's, it's was- one of those songs where it's just it's magnetic. It's, mm-hmm. You know, back that ass up. I mean, you hear the fucking first boom. Dum, dum, dum. And you're like, oh, shit.
1: Yes, that's the song you literally see bitches, everyone, motherfucker, everyone running to the dance. you working school? with Samantha. Your mama, your grandma, your grandma, your auntie, like yeah. everyone. Yeah.
0: That's one of them. But a, a, what one thing that gets overlooked is that that whole body of work that that mm-hmm. song, that album, you know, with that song, it it's ridiculous all the way from the intro um all the way to the outro, um i've never heard on that album called huh where every other birdie you know yeah huh yeah, 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 and i had never heard anybody rap like that at first it sounded crazy because mm-hmm. there's some shit you've never heard before but the way he was able to because obviously they're from new orleans they're from louisiana and anywhere in America, there's a certain twain. There's a certain way that people speak. And that's what was coming through the music. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I ever heard, whoa, day, uh fucking uh stuntin', shining, get my shine on, bling, bling. All that shit came from Cash Money. But that was the album, 400 Degrees, that set everything off. Like, then you got BG, then you got Lil Wayne, you got the Hot Boys. Young Turk, yeah. Autumn Cats, like Birdman, all that. That's That was the birth of Cash Money Records. The mm-hmm. cash money, the same cash money you see today with Nicki Minaj and Drake and shit, it all started with Juvenile 400 Degrees. For real. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's my pick.
1: Yes, that's a good one. Okay. Um, next up for me is, I got to mention my man, Jermaine. <laughs> jermaine jermaine Cole,
0: <laughs> J. cole who <laughs> so just by the way put out an album last night
1: right and i haven't even listened to it mike's like why are you listening to jay cole i'm like <laughs> i don't know i mean it's gonna be there like i'll listen i'll get to it um but no J. cole i which album okay so i started liking him with friday night lights in 2010
2: mm.
1: um yeah that was the one that that was a mixtape, like that wasn't even an album either, right?
2: Um, but that's what made him hot though.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was what got my attention, like that fucking mixtape from start to finish for me, like it's dope. And I liked a lot of the same things that I liked about Fabulous with him, but mm-hmm. like the biggest thing was, he was one of the, I don't even know, was there anyone before him that was like college educated?
0: went to college but never well he didn't finish either but I was gonna say like Kanye oh Kanye that's
1: right been, Kanye yes and that was yeah like, he got a whole series oh, based on like, yeah, college there. that's right yeah. yep how could I forget fuck um like one of the few you know and it was like yeah, oh wow yeah. here's someone like I could relate like to a lot of the things he was rapping about because I also was in college at that time so it was right like, oh, okay um I mean J. Cole, Mac Miller, like
0: that awesome. whole school. That whole Yeah,
1: that whole school right there. Even um, you know, after Sean, you know, his right. Kendrick album. came out of that class. Yeah. But Big Sean, that was a big one for me too during um that was like right after college and um that was the album that really got my that's opinion. with
0: the way up i've been blessed right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that whole
1: album was so fucking lit and like too inspiring that's when i really started like because you know before that he had like what my last was that his song like all those
2: mm-hmm.
1: i don't know it was kind of and i never listened to him to his mixtapes so i don't know what those were like
0: more radio single mm-hmm. kind
1: of uh, fake yeah songs. so then you know dark sky paradise was the first like just inspiring that shit in the album like right. wow and you know of course we all had our fucking Drake era um his first album for me is always the, the best one not you know not in his mixtapes are like even in another category for me like they don't even I can't pick a hole out of yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Drake if you Drake to me doesn't have I mean the closest thing to me that he has as far as a full body of work that I could appreciate is um it was a mixtape the six god mixtape i think the one with running through the six with my woes yeah and- that
1: one, i mean all of his shit is pretty pretty yeah good.
0: but but as but the other albums like i mean the first one school uh um, with thank me and
1: yeah the first one know- was just such like a moment for me that like it's just forever gonna have to be Mentioned like you know, like I'll, right. I'll just listen to that shit when I'm like 70 just to go back to that time. <laughs>
2: like right.
1: hey, bro, when you listening to this shit, like that time was fun. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some albums
1: true. you just listen to because man, they take you back. Like right, it's yeah. nostalgic.
0: It's, yeah, for it's, real. It's it's Even
1: like doing this is hella nostalgic.
0: Right, right. Like,
1: oh shit.
0: I was listening to before we started like I was going through my list and just playing random songs from all these albums and stuff so um, yeah
1: but all right go because we have a.
0: I love this album um from fuck in my my sister used to play this shit in the background for me as a kid I remember the song excursions I remember specifically we got the jazz and I remember seeing the video for we got the jazz on MTV and it being in black and white mm-hmm. and then I remember at the end it goes into bugging out and bugging out to me the video at the because you know some artists used to have like the first 75 75 it was one song and the last 25 percent it switches into this other song and the other song was bugging out. And I remember the co- the colors came, uh, so it goes from black and white to technicolor mm-hmm. and Fife just spitting in, you know, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The rough setup with the neck, yes. foot like gravity, never had a cavity, got more rhymes than the wines got family. I remember hearing that as a kid Gosh. being like, God damn, I wanna do that. <laughs> like, I wanna at least know that verse. Mm-hmm. That verse was crazy. So that was my introduction into Fife, Q tip, Jarobi, uh Muhammad. I can't even pronounce his last name. Right, right. But but yeah, a tribe call quest, low end theory, fucking bananas. I mean, even in hip-hop history, that's considered a classic. So yeah, and I love the jazz samples on there. I love the chemistry between Q tip and Fife, how one's very like smooth and the other ones you know so yeah. I think the chemistry between the two is dope but yeah low-end theory for me
1: for sure that's that's next one um I'm gonna start going to my sad girl <laughs> phase <laughs> no it wasn't sad girl but once I matured
2: mm-hmm. I kind
1: of got over the rap I mean I still listen to rap hip-hop but it Stopped being like the main thing that I listened to. Right. And I moved on to R&B. Mm. R&B, soul, like what else do they call it? Um, alternative, uh, I don't know, uh, all these words.
2: Neo,
1: like these, neo Indie neo something. Song. Yeah. Indie something is what I've seen it labeled as. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, that like calm vibe, but like mm-hmm. still that like chill lit like right. <laughs> that type of vibe um so my girl Janae Janae's- I
0: knew you were gonna say that just by what you were describing I was like I bet you anything is Janae I
1: love her, I love her. um yeah, since you know sailing souls her first mm-hmm. um well that was us, but it was her the one that went mm-hmm. so got the most attention um that was my shit sail out was my shit of course like they were all my shit but the one that really is like again just with me forever Uh is um trip the one came out in 2017 um 2017 was the year for me i had just like i don't know i was going through a really bad depression and mm-hmm. I quit my job, like, I didn't work for, like, three months, and I was still grieving, like, the loss of my grandma from, like, seven years earlier, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just shit happened where, like, everything, like, it felt like my life just exploded, and you just realized everything that, like, you were holding in, like, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was just, like, whoa, like, like, my life was literally, like, in pieces, shattered all around me, yeah. and I had to figure out, like, how to put it back together. But right. That's what it felt like, like, just with everything that I realized, like, oh, wow, like, I have Halloween if to fucking heal from. Um, so, Trip, like, her, too, she lost her brother, like, pretty, um, I think, in the time that my grandma passed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, or, like, fairly close, um, As her like journey getting her shit through, out yeah it's her journey through healing and a lot of it like fuck it's like you're taking the words right out of my fucking mm. soul like thank you <laughs> for allowing me to express what the fuck i've been feeling you know so that album like oh my god i i can fucking listen to that album
0: and, and you know that in a way what you're describing damn near is like affirmation right yeah. Because you think, oh, my God, am I crazy for having these thoughts? Right. And that's the dope thing about music is mm-hmm. like sometimes niggas say stuff in songs and you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm not crazy because he yes. literally just said what I was thinking.
1: Yes. It's you see like where the collective stands, because it's like it's music is so fucking powerful, man. It's like one of the dopest art forms.
0: It really is. It
1: so many you know types of art like it's fucking wow yeah but you see the collective right you see wow this these many people like if they like the song a lot of the times it's because they relate so you're able Mm -hmm. to know like wow like all these people relate to this like I'm like you're saying you know I'm not crazy like there's nothing wrong with me like you just you know feeling connected like you feel connected that's a huge right
0: like. when they when these cats go up to them mm-hmm. as fans and go to sign they feel like they know them
1: Mhm. yeah it's wild but yeah. yeah trip trip for me was that's that's top down favorite album for from her for me um oh wait All i right. think we can group these three together real quick what Uh. uh the two others, because the two others are very similar reasons why I love them. Um around, these came out like the same year mm-hmm. as the trip. Um 2017, uh, 2018 was what yeah, they came out around that same time. So I was able to go from grieving <laughs> like some serious ass shit, you know, mm-hmm. and just getting accepting and moving forward and to um, SZA. Mm. That shit is a classic. TDE. And that's also like, you know, that was healing more on like an emotional, personal level, right? It wasn't like you're grieving the loss of someone or so many things at the same time, right? Um, Like a self journey type of thing. And that's when I really like, it hit me like, Fuck like I need to get to know myself again, you know?
0: You remind me of a Mexican scissor. With ah! the crystals and I the, and the
2: and
1: like, <laughs> you remind, like her I
0: vibe, did. the way she Yeah, I mean like Angie's scissor She
1: you know these ladies have a beautiful fucking voice that does you All know. Right. That they write their own fucking like they're you know they can write they can
0: write they don't have no ghost writers they do it
1: all um right. yeah and then on top of that kelly Uchi's that's my bitch um
0: i have who's that
1: kelly Uchi's you don't Mm-mm. know her? Oh. she's colombian she sings it's like indie type of rmb-ish mm-hmm. uh, but she's both english and spanish she's bilingual um, Shit, I'm
0: writing that down.
1: Yeah, mostly in English, but her latest album is fucking really dope, but that's not even the one that I'm gonna mention. Um, but I guess I'll just tell you. <laughs> um, her latest one is like really, she really incorporated Spanish into it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, she's dope. Um, the latest one is Sin Miedo del Amor y otros demonios. So it means without fear of love or other demons Mm. yeah and it's it's really good it's fucking amazing um but the one for her that really you know stays with me forever is isolation that was also a very like self um healing album you know it came right after control and um it was just like oh wow like these other ways to like you yeah, it was just more things like being expressed that I don't know. A lot of the albums that I find, it's just it's like it feels like magic, like it they just come at the exact right moments. Like I'll listen like meaning. scrolling and something will come up. At that time, I was going through my explore on Spotify a lot. Mm. And but I mean those ladies, I knew them from their previous work. But you know, they just, they made those albums, like at the time that I fucking needed them. <laughs> so mm-hmm. even that was like wild for me. It was like, whoa. like
0: Perfect timing.
1: divine intervention, like, I don't know. Yeah, so those those three ladies are very special to me.
0: Nice, nice. I, I knew you were gonna say Jeannie.
1: I, 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 this
0: doesn't make sense. And like I said, I'm gonna have to check out this. Kali Uche's? Uche's she's. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have to check her out.
1: Yeah, she's dope. All right. Yes,
0: yes. Okay, so my next mention. This was the senior year of my high school career. Um, I was going to as now, but everybody knew I was from the Bay Area. Everybody knew I was from Vallejo. Yeah,
1: area. Yeah, area. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, in honor and you know, allegiance to my original area, my native land, I've got to go with my ghetto report card, E-40.
1: Yeah.
0: Now this album, I mean, this is the reintroduction of E-40. Us niggas in the Bay, we've been known about 40 since the late 80s, but he was never a mainstream rapper. He was never on the front page like he is now. Mm -hmm. This album, my ghetto report card, put him... As a household name after that. Yeah. This album had uh we beat to rap, what key beat to lap, we beat we beat to rap, what key beat to lap. It took
1: me back to like ninth
0: <laughs> grade. It had that, it had tell me when to go, muscle cars, white girl, uh they t- uh go harder go. I mean, this album was just fucking dope. And if you were living in the Bay Area or California at this time, I can't even describe to you the feeling. You know how New York niggas talk about, man, you know, when hip hop was made in the eighties, I used to have my cardboard box out with my Kango hat on. It was like that in the Bay.
1: That was the hype movement for us. The hyphy
0: movement. If you weren't here to experience the hyphy movement, I'm sorry. Cause that shit was crazy. That shit was so dope, man. Like it, it was, it was dope. I can't even really explain it to you, cats, who just aren't from California. But that two thousand six five had people like Mister Fab. You had Keek the Sneak. You had Messi Mar. You had Andre Nicotina. You had the Jacka, the Mob Figures, the Jay Stalin. I mean. Of course, I'm I'm from the Bay, so I know all these cats are what it whatever, but I mean there's some people in the Bay, man, that that to me, in my opinion, just growing up in California, specifically Northern California, that are just legends. You know, be legit, fucking
1: Mac Dre Perf
0: Talk, Mac Dre, uh, Mac, all these cats are just legends. So to me, my ghetto report card, I was proud to say. I was from the Bay. I was from Vallejo, cause that shit put my city on the map. My city had already been on the map, but that shit made it super official, like a referee with a whistle. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, I wanna get high.
0: <laughs> so yeah, my ghetto report card E forty. That's you know that's mine.
1: That's it. Yeah, that <laughs> that was a lit-ass time. Uh, yeah, it was. Man, my quinceañera, if I put on my tape, all you hear is that awesome. we got go. done with the Mexican music. Just <laughs> fucking high y <hype-y> music. <laughs> my family that came in from Mexico were like, Oh
2: my God, Dios
1: mío, ¿qué estás haciendo? ¿Cómo están bailando? ¿Qué es esta música? Like, just fucking hated it.
0: Es <laughs> Estúpida.
1: My, <laughs> right like what are they they thought we were fucking lunatics um yeah. Yeah, that shit was lit. Lit. all right my next one is gonna be oh wow i pretty much i get really boring <laughs> my next people aren't even like really known i'm such a weirdo no God.
2: <laughs> No, just say what they do it
1: my next album and i already talked to to alex about this one before it's uh brent faez saunderson that album is like the most one of the most beautiful albums to me just uh, what makes it
0: beautiful to you
1: just the story that it tells like it's you know um, Brent Fias, if you guys don't know who that is, look him up. He's pretty dope. He has a beautiful voice. Um, he used to be part of a group, Saunders' son. And he, like, you know, went solo. So this first album's kind of telling the journey, um, you know, from, like, start to kind of where now he made it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and just, you know, about different things like different parts of his life too it's not just like you know the struggle or just like he mixes like relationships like family friends like it's just a whole like a memoir on it. <laughs>
2: right. like,
1: you know what i'm saying um right. yeah like so it's just dope like that concept the fact that just the way it sounds like you know um instrumentally like his voice everything it's just so calming and it's beautiful to me I don't know it's just such a beautiful album to me so that I love that I just yeah that's one of the albums that too I every once in a while I I play it I'm like huh I feel like listening to something beautiful (laughs) it's like what am I in the mood for and the way I describe music is kind of weird
0: (laughs) no no it's that's what makes music beautiful is how people are able to describe it in their own words because what may not do for me does it for you and vice versa and that's what makes it dope is it, it brings different emotions it you know it people who have similar experiences and can relate
2: Mm -hmm. And that's
0: that's what it is. When you're in a room full of people who listen to the same music, at least, you know, those people have at least one thing in common with you. Yeah. So I
1: I actually I went to his concert for that by myself because no one else like my friends didn't listen to him. Right. So I was like, oh, he's in town. <laughs> like I want <would> to bring tickets <laughs> and just go listen. And it was so fucking awkward. Like, I will never, at least not that. I go to a lot of concerts alone actually. Janae uh-huh. went to I went to see her when she performed trip at Ace of Spades. I was nice. myself. I'm like, no one else wants to go or can go. So I'm like, I'll just go um but yeah Brant's no don't don't go to a Brant concert alone it like motherfuckers were fucking on the dance floor and oh damn they're like alone like this is awkward <laughs> like, just hell, like, and is he's it, like looking
0: at her like are they doing what i think they're doing
1: right like just everyone grinding at each other like that's an awkward place to be alone at it's like whoa what's
0: going on like, yeah if i stay in here i'm gonna get pregnant
1: right <laughs> I didn't know this was an orgy. Is this part of the concert? <laughs> Can I join? This, I'm just
0: kidding. Just the interlude? <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, but no, him live, like, oh, even more beautiful. just everything. Ah, wow. oh, yes. It done. dope. done. My next
0: one I'm going to go with here, he's a rapper that's been around for a long time, but I feel like this album it represents black beauty. It represents a positive image as far as just black culture and the vibe that it gives off. Like Angie was saying with her pick, to me, it's beautiful. It really is. It's very, it's lyrical, it's spiritual. When I, I mean, even the outro to me, it's, it's inspirational. It's a very inspirational album. And this album that I'm talking about is called B by Common. Yes. And this album is produced, all of it is Kanye West. But I mean, like, when you want to talk about uplifting music, I mean, the, the album is called B because that's what he's telling you, like, just chase your dreams, be, whatever it is you want to do, be it, be. And um, the production, of course, Kanye in his prime. The the sped up soul samples, the Congos in the background with the double time drum, the unique snares and what have you. But Common was on his shit too with this. And just the overall theme of the album is just, it's beautiful to me. When they talk about Black excellence and shit, this is what it is. This is what it sounds like. I mean, it's just—I mean—he has the last poets on one of his songs,
2: mm. and I
0: love the last poets. But I mean, just something that spiritually talks to the black soul—that's what B is to me.
1: Right. Yeah, that album's. Dope. I mean, all of Common's work is really.
0: Right.
2: Spiritual. Right. All, <laughs> like, of, his, all yeah. of his work
0: is dope. But mm. to me, that that album, and, and it was short too. It was only like ten tracks, right? But it was perfect. Like the number of tracks he chose to put on there, and the time is just perfect. Um, and even the so, yeah, talks about interracial marriage. He talks about um domestic vibe, about uh, he has storytelling on there. That uh, I forgot what that song is called. The one with Taraji P in the video and she turns out to be the queen pin in the end and all that stuff so yeah to me that that's that's my pick man common b
1: i love it how many more do you have i have one more because i grouped some
0: (laughs) i have like nine more
1: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so is the one that i've been listening i guess the most i just really like her sound it's fun it's um she's this girl Mm -hmm. she's an
2: aries
1: (laughs) and i found her randomly like when i was going through my explore music if you have spotify it gives you i don't know if it still does it used to give you like you had like an explore playlist where it pretty much mm-hmm. recommended songs to you based on what you have like in your library or what you listen to the most, you know. Mm-hmm. She popped up on there um her song Avant, and her name is Dunya.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She's um she's like Muslim, she's young, she's like in her early 20s, but she's a super old soul, like she's so fucking. Self knowledgeable for her age. Like, it's Mm -hmm. like the shit she'd be saying. You're like, you're fucking 19. Like, in some of (laughs) her songs, it's like, what? Like, genius. Genius. Yes. Like, literally, emotional genius. Like, and that's what she raps about, like emotional awareness, like shit like that. So, you know, I'm all about emotional awareness. So, as soon as I heard that song, like, I was like, oh, like the beat was dope. She produces her own shit. Like, fucking writes her own shit like just a dope ass bad bitch like okay (laughs) okay okay, yes like you just want to fucking see her win like you know
2: right um
1: but yeah like the shit that she writes it's it's fucking it's hella real and it's you know it's just shit that you really do need to know like it's it's dope like no one else out there is rapping about that type of shit like that
2: yes that's so, very so it's
1: you know like being like listening to that and you're like oh wow like it's just dope that she's choosing to do that with the art versus you know fucking ass titties and bitches right. <laughs> and be money and lambos like
0: yeah be yourself <laughs> be yourself yeah. like that's one thing that people i think need to start marketing is themselves
2: for real you
0: are a unique human being there is something about you that makes you different from everybody else and as far as being an artist tap into what that is Mm
1: -hmm. any type of artist because any
0: type of artist because don't try to be something that you're not because it's going to Like, it's hard to act like that 24 seven. It's hard to keep that up.
2: Mm -hmm. So if you just
0: are who you are and you represent that in your music, it's always gonna shine through because I always feel, especially with rap, you know, there was always the stigma of you have to be gangster or hard to Mm -hmm. rap or whatever. And I'm so proud of like the new rappers, new era rappers, Mm because it's so diverse. You have people like Cole, like Kendrick,
1: Make it, it up
0: yeah like mm-hmm. that Are like, you trials, saying, like right emotionally aware
1: mm-hmm. it's beautiful man the shit that you hear some rappers rap about now um because yeah there was a time when it was you know there was very few that were rapping about real shit like right i mean they were rapping about real shit that you no know, real shit to them but it's like it was all such negative shit (laughs) like okay we get it like you know we also partake in these communities like we 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 see like can we hear something I guess that comes more as you mature too right like yeah and the other thing
0: is too like especially now that I'm older when it comes to even with the jail raps or the the drug raps or whatever Mm -hmm. even at this age man I can tell kind of who really did it and who's just like talking about it
1: right right
0: I can tell like like who was I showing you the other day uh the Griselda boys Mm
1: -hmm, they were wild
0: (laughs) yeah yeah you can you know
1: they'll kill you
0: (laughs) yeah yeah them niggas is really in the street like they were really out here and I can tell by the way they rap how they talk about how, you know, you know, how they used to use it to make the bricks out of cocaine, you know, the detail. We'll the the de- mm-hmm. Yeah, the detail that they have in their songs, it's like, no, this nigga really did that. Yeah. Like this, like, that's not like secondhand information. Like, uh-huh. I, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, even for that, the authenticity, what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. You could tell who authentically is who they are because it shines through a certain way. Um uh, we, we, we cats, man, you could tell who really like is about mm-hmm. that life, whether it be some gangster shit, whether it be some emotional shit, whether it be some heartbreak shit. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell who really And like, even the
1: freaky shit, the <laughs> 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 right because meg the stallion that's my bitch and <laughs> you know she be living the shit she raps about man <laughs> like oh oh
0: like meg,
1: yes
0: yeah meg
2: yeah. okay Meg, a little kinky yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. but even
1: that you know like that takes a lot like you're saying be you like She gets so fucking criticized, but she's still her. Like, she don't give a fuck. Ass out, twerking. That's what she does. That's what she wants to do. For hey, that's what she wants
0: to do, bro. Like,
1: own it. Like,
0: everybody has a different lane. Mm-hmm. everybody has a different lane and what may you work for you might not work for the other person but
1: that's like, she too is talented as fuck like she can dance I can't fucking dance like that a lot of people can't like right she fucking goes to school too she writes her own shit like she can write a beat like a motherfucker like right she's just yeah
0: talented man talented Alright, do you want me to just, like, find last yeah, night? No, or?
1: I'll probably I, I'll probably think of more people that I fuck with. Okay. You know, Alright.
0: Um, yeah, like, my ne-
1: grouping people.
0: Yeah. My next pick, <laughs> now this is, like, you know, getting into the meat of my shit. Um, Phil's from Chicago.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he's crazy at the moment. Oh. Uh, he he just <laughs> divorced, but this band's first album was so dope I remember my brother or yeah my brother coming from was it Montana back Mm -hmm. from college he was playing football and he got it in he got invited into ball over in Fresno and he had a whole bunch of burnt CDs that he had and I went through them and one of these CDs was the college dropout by Kanye West and this album from beginning to end with the Bernie Mac impersonator. Cody, can you do something for the kids? Kids going, you know, that's classic. Um, And this album's to me where there's damn near like no skippable tracks. Like everything from like one to fucking 17 Mm -hmm. is amazing. Even the skits are funny. Um, I went to school and I got a degree and he stole my degree and <laughs> just the satire of you have to have a degree in order to be successful and how Kanye was playing into that and stuff and He's a I mean
2: artist.
0: yeah he was he is he is I mean me and my wife we love that uh Kappa song Kappa stamp sigma stamp that's our shit every time that, it, that comes on we sing it but yeah, College Dropout, um, Two Words, Kanye, Freeway, mm-hmm. um, even the last song with um, the Jay-Z and he has to kick everybody out the room and the song is like eight minutes.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: it's a very enjoyable song because in the last, what, three, four minutes, he's talking about his up and downs and how he made it and how he was living in a studio apartment and he's about to get evicted and all his struggles and how he eventually landed with Rockefeller and he got a deal and he made the album and the rumor around that album is he saved all the best beats for himself. Well, if he did, he fucking killed that shit because that album is amazing from the cover to the songs, everything about that album is just, like I said, it's a moment in time.
1: Yeah, that. I'll, yeah, he he is a dope ass like musical genius. Um, yeah. Yeah, he.
2: Right. That shit. Right. To
1: live with, but I hope he.
0: Gets Angie, it. slavery was a choice.
1: I hope he because <laughs> yeah, some of the shit he's expressing is a little too wild. You know, geniuses are supposed to be a little eccentric but right come on, come on, come on bro. people chose to and I get what he was saying he's saying like emotionally like slavery is a choice right you know? but like bro you you a lot of times don't express what you're trying to say the best way right it's right, so funny because i fucking every time he goes on like some crazy rant and people start like getting at him for it like i understand what he's trying to say
0: right like, right.
1: Fuck, do i have bipolar?
0: <laughs> nah i think i think everybody understands what he means in a sense but it's the articulation, the way he articulates it. It's like, what? Like, what did you just say? I yeah. understand the under of what you're trying to say, but the way you said it was crazy. And- but
1: There are some people really, like, literally believe what he says.
0: Oh, I'm sure, yeah.
1: Because there's so many haters out there. Like, one of my cousins is like, Kanye's the fucking dumbest person alive. And I'm like, are you for real? Like, do you not- see beneath like what he's actually vocalizing like i don't right
0: right there is a good Mm -hmm. thought behind that horrible Mm -hmm. way of putting it yeah because the way he puts it is just horror it's like what
1: yeah it's very interesting
0: but you i think most people know (laughs) what he means but i also think that man's (laughs) gone through so much trauma to where oh for
2: sure like
0: his mind isn't right man like his mom meant the world to him and I feel like when his mom died like he just he went AWOL he just went you know crazy and uh I don't think he's mentally or spiritually ever recovered from that
1: yeah I don't think so either but I mean I hope he does because that should ain't right
0: did you think of a Another album here.
1: Um, fuck, I forgot I was supposed to be thinking. Um, no, keep going.
0: Okay, so the next album I have on my list is from a artist from Staten Island group. They probably have the most iconic logo in the world in music in general. Doesn't matter what genre it is, when people see this logo they know what time it is and the cool thing about this artist and his collective is they all have similar themes when it comes to their albums they all have samples of old karate flicks and movies and and somehow that shit meshes up with the content that they're talking about and He wasn't my favorite of this collective. It took me a while. I had to get older in order to really appreciate this guy and his body of work. But the artist I'm referring to is Wei Kwan the Chef from the Wu-Tang Clan and his albums only built for Cuban links one and two.
1: I knew
0: it. Yes, these albums are just dope and they tell a theme. It's the initial start of mafioso rap cool g rap was one of the originators of that and raekwon took it on to a whole nother level and the dope thing about cuban Lynx is he has all his clan members on there he has method man he has ghost face ghost face is actually a co-star in the album you could damn damn near give him like credits because mm-hmm. he's on damn near most of it but they all have alternative names. Instead of Ghostface, he's Tony Stark. <laughs> uh, Method Man is John Blaze. Um, Inspect and Deck, I think. So all these people have like specific roles in the album and it tells a collective story. It talks about how they are going to come up in the drug game and they're going to get these drugs for a low price and
2: mm-hmm. how they're
0: going to bag it up and all this kind of stuff. And then the album talks about the drama and what goes on the ups and downs or whatever and the last song is called the north star meaning like he's trying to escape get out of the life Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: and i put one and two because the first one is dope the second one he put out i think in 2008 and the dope part about the second one it literally starts off where the last one ended So literally, like, you know, you hear the North Star song and it ends. And then the intro to Cuban Links 2 starts with the North Star again. But it's like his, uh, there's a dude named Papa Wu talking and behind the music and all that kind of shit. But that's how dope of a body of work it is. Um, But the situation of it is super dope. So. Um, Cuban Lynx, Raekwon, um, incorporating the the Chinese flicks. I wasn't even into karate flicks until I started fucking with Wu-Tang. And one of my favorite movies now is the Five Deadly Venoms. Like, I love that movie. And a lot of the samples that are on Wu-Tang albums and stuff come from that movie, uh, The Shallow versus the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, Return to the 36 Chambers, all that shit, made me go and watch those movies so um yeah that's that's kind of my uh, that's my next pick as far as uh albums and artists and i had to because i feel like one and two are fucking just as good as each other they're they're like this they're very equal
1: yeah for sure (laughs) wu-tang
0: wu-tang wu-tang and if you guys haven't seen the show too check it out it's pretty good wu-tang made Mm -hmm. in america the what was it in america it's a tv show about uh them coming up in staten island they became the wu-tang clan like oh,
1: okay. the
0: snicker snicker raekwon and ghostface didn't even like each other they used to shoot at each other
1: <laughs> right i think i remember hearing that yeah that's hella funny and then they made history together
0: literally and are one of the best tandems in hip-hop as far as a duo Legendary.
1: they're like method
0: man and red man or out or andre and big boy or
1: eight
0: mm-hmm. ball and mjg they're just they're dope together
1: yes or shizzle um all right an album for me that i did have on here and i skipped um we're going back to <laughs> yeah let's
0: keep that shit diverse let's go ahead
1: it bilingual um jenny rivera if y'all heard of her but she is also a legend um unfortunately she passed away i think in 2011 um oh man I was recent. 2012. she actually they say she passed away in a plane crash mm. yeah coming back from like a concert. She's from Long Beach. Um Snoop Dogg actually went to high school with her. Oh. Yeah, and Snoop Dogg after she passed was like, you know, posting shit about it. Like he he'll, he'll randomly post videos of himself like listening to her music. Like it's really Ooh. Yeah. She was a big um she was the f- started like singing corridos. Corridos mm. are, you know, the music that like, it's very popular with the narcos and, um, yeah, it's kind of known. Mexican gangster Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was the first woman to really, like, get involved in that. Um, or one of the first. I don't know. There might have a few before her. But, yeah, you know, she was one of the initial ones. And she was amazing. Like, just mm-hmm. her whole, you know... I like artists a lot for like who they are as people I'm big like, I just have to connect like anything I do is very personal for me. And, you know, there's very few things that I like or I do or I, you know, people that I hang out with that there's no like deep connection with. so yeah, like her story is crazy. She actually also has a series on Netflix, but it's like a long-ass novella. It's like 60 episodes and they're all like an hour. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a weekend for me.
1: Yeah, but they get into like detail about her life and she went through like some crazy-ass shit. Like she she fucking is a warrior. Like she's, yeah. So just, you know, even when she when she was alive, like she would talk a lot about her like traumas and struggles like- And it was just really cool to see this vulnerable woman who, you know, was able to say, yes, these horrible things happened to me. And guess what? I'm still fucking living and I'm still happy. Like no one can take my happiness. I still love myself, like blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And she wrote songs pretty much about fucking shit. So, you know, I'm a believer (laughs) that men ain't shit. (laughs) Alex knows this. (laughs) My boyfriend has it. She reminds me
0: all the time. She'll come by my office. right be right by the door she'd be like oh yeah man ain't shit
1: <laughs> Thank, man uh, man thanks, you know y'all ain't like you know this you can't send <laughs> come on but no it's all love i still i still love the man in my life um, <laughs> but you know she's just a badass bitch who fucking says whatever she wants and she was really the first woman who like she wasn't singing about despite like all the horrible shit she went through like she wasn't singing about the heartbreak she was singing about it you know it wasn't like oh boohoo my man left and like now I'm sad or like you know like it was more like yeah my, my man, man gone
0: I'm gonna go party
1: right not even party like I'm just now a fucking empowered bad bitch and I realized my worth like that man wasn't shit so she was the first to really sing to other women about like how to handle like heartbreaks like you know
0: you don't need a man to be happy
1: right like just yeah just in a fucking like savage warrior ass way like even to the point, like, sometimes her shit is, like, vulgar, but you're, like, yes, Jenny, <laughs> like, yes! You're just cheering her on, like, yes, be whoever the fuck you want to be, like, yeah, she she was dope, and, yeah, her the series is pretty dope. But, yeah, she, um her, the one that is called uh, Yoda, and that mm-hmm. one came out in 2009. And, yeah, that one, she named it after um, a song that she actually wrote thinking about her mom and dad because her dad um her dad actually had like a role and all her brothers sing Lupillo Rivera is her brother and he's another like popular corrido singer um mm-hmm. she was <clears throat> like one of siblings um pretty much all boys except her sister
2: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah that her dad also had a, like a record label and he's the one who would you know go and um make her cds and shit um big he um he was cheating on her mom with like some young, yeah some young ass little hot thing and uh-huh. found out and so she wrote that song like pretty much as if her mom was singing it and the song pretty much just says like you know you may be this you may be that but I'm the one, like, I, yo soy la gran señora, like, you ain't gonna come Mm. knock me off my throne, like, this is my fucking family, I built this shit, you just showed up, like, yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) It. <laughs> yeah she's a badass bitch so then she named her album that and that created like issues between her and her dad like her dad was all but hurt, like you're choosing your mom's side like what the fuck
0: <laughs> well you cheated on my mom bro like
1: right. like i'm a woman so... i know how that shit feels motherfucker. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah her life was it was wild but she was just always fucking happy and like the same like this you know positive energy like no matter what like she would she would say um Si por chingona me caigo, no. Si por pendeja me caigo, por chingona me levanto. So that means if I fall because I'm an idiot, I'm gonna get up because I'm a badass.
2: Mm, Pretty much. Bars. Yeah. Bars. <laughs> it's
1: just hella like inspirational, like you know, wow. Yeah. So that's that's another bad bitch that I I love.
0: no that's a that's a bar. Yeah. A fall idiot. Mm. <laughs> get up a badass
1: mm-hmm.
2: okay no, i hear you lady
1: yeah yeah that's hella funny that she like went to high school with snoop Dogg. yeah
2: well the to call you herself,
1: know? um la reina de long beach the queen of I long know. beach yeah
0: well that's kind of funny because literally my next pick is snoop so that just <laughs> that lets is. you know how insane <laughs> this shit is.
1: Wow. Um.
0: Yeah. Literally, my next pick is doggy style Snoop Dogg.
1: Hey, shout out Uncle Snoop. I love him. <laughs> Snoop, the Mexican Snoop, culture has adopted Snoop. Like he's our thesis. Uh, yeah. He's invited to all the carnitas. <laughs>
0: hey yo. Uh, like at this point in my head, Snoop Dogg, Mexican and black. Yeah. yo but snoops snoop in a sense like 50 cent in the game where it was very anticipated because this album came right after the chronic the chronic had set the stage as far as the early 90s gangster rap death row era so it was a lot to follow because i mean everybody knows that the first chronic CD is a masterpiece. Like, there's no denying that that shit's iconic. You see it in posters. You see it everywhere. There's T-shirts of it, what have you.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: Doggy Style coming after it, it was a lot of pressure, but it definitely delivers. Um, it plays a lot off of Mac, um, which was shot in the Bay Area. Um, and uh, is the origins of G-Funk. Uh, I tell people all the time, listen to songs What's My Name, um A Doggy Dog World, and what is the other one? Um I think it's what's my they all have the same baseline. Yeah. They all oh Dre Day. That was the other one. Dre they all have the same baseline. Dun 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 and Dr. Dre made like four or five platinum songs off of that bass line. Mm-hmm. And that's a George Clinton baseline for those who don't know. That's mm-hmm. Funkadelic Parliament, all that shit.
1: His but <laughs> and, and
0: gotta break you off. Yeah. But Doggy Style is the West Coast classic. This is what introduced the world more so to the smoother side of the gang world in LA. You had NWA come out and it was bang, bang. And like, used to be, people were like, God damn, Compton's really like that. Or South Central, Watts, Long Beach, all, all that stuff like that. But Snoop's smoothness to it, mm-hmm. Snoop's delivery, everything about him is smooth. You almost forget he's a gangster.
1: Man, you do, especially when you see his ass.
0: <laughs> right, you forget this school's Thank a rolling so plain so
2: Fucking Martha Stewart now. Right. <laughs> you, you, you
0: forget this school used to gangbang, like straight up. It's you know, still claims a set.
1: Like man.
0: 50-something years old. <laughs>
1: this is still. so fucking dope. It just right. shows you like, man, these gangsters. They have levels. Don't be judging a book by its cover, bitches.
0: Right, right. You can be multiple things. You can hang out with Martha Stewart, and you can go to the east side of Long Beach and yell crit out loud and have the homies gather around you. So,
1: right. Like one day, Friday night, you're baking cookies. Sunday morning, you're doing a drive by. <laughs>
2: The life of a
1: gangster.
2: (laughs) Hey, that's
0: human. That's the layers. There's different sides of people. Gangsters are not hard 24-7. Gangsters are also dads. Gangsters are also brothers.
2: Fucking people.
0: Fathers, you know. So, um, again, you know, like that Snoop personifies. But, yeah, doggy style for me as far as one of the top albums, um, Mm -hmm.
1: classic. All right. Are we are we good? Let's go. All
0: right. So the next one I have is Reasonable Doubt Jay-Z. That's Jay-Z's first album. Um, I picked this lyrically because this is Jay-Z at his best. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the other Jay-Z albums, flow, cadence, wordplay, double entendres, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't even don't even compare this ripped it on this album and it's literally to me in my opinion the best jay-z out of album out of like the 10 12 he has next on my list i have all eyes on me tupac
2: of course this is
0: tupac coming straight out of jail shook bailing him out for a million dollars and the story behind this album literally is everybody at death row who was working on a project they donated their best beats, their production, their verses, everything to Pac right. at the time. Pac assembled a you know, playlist, wrapped on a couple of, uh, of the beats or whatever. And you know, nigga had two discs worth of material, but it definitely works. It's, it's, it's a masterpiece from start yeah. to finish. It's one of the rare double disc albums that's actually good on book one and book two. Then I have Oh, sorry. What was...
1: It's poetry.
0: Yeah, it literally is. Um, Illmatic Thanks, is my next one. To me, I still play this to this day. Like, this is just one of my classics to me. Uh, Nas, when he wrote this album, was like 17 or 18 when he wrote this. And the things that he's talking about in this album and the way he articulates himself in this album, he would swear the nigga was 50. He sounds like an OG. He sounds like he's been around the block. But again, the dude at the time was only 17. But the vividness in elmatic it's almost like you can smell the piss on the streets in New York, the way he's describing what's going on. And it's crazy because he's literally narrating New York City in the 80s during the crack era and how crazy it was and dangerous it was. Dudes getting shot through their peepholes. Yeah, yeah. But that's, to me, that's why Nas is so dope because Nas painted a picture. If you've never been to New York, you knew what New York was based off that album. Straight up. Like, just everything about that album is just dope. Um, There's no features on it. The only feature he hazy, that's it. It's just him. So that's one of those rare albums where you don't get tired of the artist at all. Um my third one, <laughs> it's Dark and Hell is Hot DMX. This uh was my first album that I actually fucking saved up money to go and buy. <laughs>
1: I heard said the said rough That writers- about the other one. What's up You said that about the other one.
0: Oh, it, it was either as a quim and I forgot which one it was, but I had saved up money to, to go and buy these albums <clears throat> by cutting grass and shit. But this one, um, and it's not just cause DMX just died or anything like that. I've been a DMX fan from fucking 1998. I remember his DJ clue freestyles. Um, I remember hearing him. How's it going down? Uh, BET MTV and the first couple videos. I bought that album, um, and I learned it from song to last song literally within a week, and I had it on tape. So the tape would pop, and you'd have to take it out and put it on the B side. Um, I still play it to this day, literally. literally.
1: Huh? On tape still?
0: Yeah, A and B side. Stop. Yeah, yeah. I favorite? used to. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I used to the 626 six or 929 nine, and I used to just turn on the engine and just put that in the tape player and just sit back and listen nice. and play that shit turn it up like fucking all the way to the max
2: right, right.
0: <clears throat> but yeah that that's my, my last two okay. the chronic 2001 Dr. Dre all of that album intro to outro damn near all those songs were singles Mm
2: -hmm.
0: all those songs were singles I don't know too many albums where like literally track 1 through 17 or 18 at one point was played on the radio and they're all banging sonically that album sounds dope sonically Mm -hmm. because I mean it's Dr. Dre he's the super producer so everything sounds on point and dope and everything but that's a west coast classic they went on tour with that you have corrupt Snoop, um, Devin. The dude is on there. Dogs on there. All the classic West Coast artists are on there. But um, that's the album with Next Episode Star E. Like I don't. I mean,
1: right. Next Episode is
0: a classic. Right. And then my number one man, my my favorite of one, all favorite,
1: time. Then, 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 then. <laughs>
0: My favorite is the shirt that I wore to work the other day
1: with oh, the dude crooking
0: on it. E40 in a major way is my favorite album of all time. It is nostalgia for me. It is literally the first thing I can remember being on the radio when I was growing up. Camille 106, Chewy Gomez in the morning, uh, just that whole 90s in the Bay Area. Um, he was he was before Mac Dre. Uh, I remember just hearing his, that album specifically, I remember hearing it everywhere I went in Vallejo. It didn't matter if we were at the grocery store, the grocery outlet, didn't matter if we were at my brother's football games over in Hogan whatever you just always heard that album and so that really represents for me personally just a time in my life that like you were describing earlier where it was just carefree it was just a good time it was you know my childhood going walking home from elementary school and, and just that's what that album represents to me so um it's a it's a crazy looking album fucking crack on the front and shit but
2: Alex where is that to work
0: Yes, because again, that's, that's, that's my nostalgia. That's my favorite album. That's what reminds me of my family reminds me where I'm from. Um, It does a whole bunch of things for me mentally, spiritually, physically, you know, like it does it for me. So yeah, that's, that's my favorite album, probably of all time, it'll probably never change. Wow yeah that that's the one Uh-oh. sprinkle me one love bootsy uh sideways Leap. classic
1: Leap. all right but, well, I'm gonna go get hyphy now.
0: yeah go put on some e forty some kick to sneak some messy marsh
1: <laughs> yes.
0: some my figures
1: we yeah,
0: I'm showing my bay ass right now. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah,
0: Yeah, real.